0: Are you an adventurer looking to take your hunt to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. Hey
1: everyone, welcome back to another episode of the East Meets West Hunt podcast presented by Onyx. On this episode, I am joined by Josh Elderton of The Untamed, Greg Godfrey, and Jared Schaefer of Tethered. We talk about some wild stories from southern West Virginia and Colorado that include a black widow spider bite, some wild boar attacks, charging black bears, and a close call with a mountain lion. And then we finish it off with the discussion of Jared's 2020 Giant Ohio Mountain Buck. The Onyx Hunt app is your premier GPS hunting app that turns your phone into a working GPS. The land ownership maps allow you to identify private and public lands to help you find overlooked honey holes to hunt. The possible access layer shows you land that is privately owned but may be open to public hunting. I personally use the last one quite a bit. And If you want to check out the Onyx Hunt app for yourself, head over to onyxmaps.com and use the coupon code EMW to save 20%. Tethered is a company that is founded on the principles of educating the hunting community. On saddle hunting while creating the most innovative, lightweight, safe products for saddle hunting. I'm currently using the Phantom Saddle System with the Predator platform for all of my mobile hunts. They are continuously dropping new products over at tetherednation.com. So if you want to check out those products, uh, which they do have a sale going on right now, which they don't ever run sales. So if you're interested, I would highly recommend checking that out. Uh, If you're listening to this when it releases, And if you also want to learn more about saddle hunting, head over to tetherednation.com. Maven is building the highest quality optics at half the price of their competitors through their direct-to-consumer business model. They want to create the best optics for the job, period. Their products are back with a lifetime, no-fault warranty and an incredible customer experience. I've been using the new RF1 Rangefinder, and it's truly different than anything that I've used in the past. There's a a brightness wheel on the side that allows you to change the brightness easily and on the fly. And you can go through the menu, everything on the side of it. It's not trying to push down with some confusing button and holding things. It's very simple to use. If you go over to mavenbuilt.com and want to pick up some optics, you can use the coupon code eastmeetswest-gift to get a free gift with any full price optics order. And hunters require an accurate forecast of the best hunting days and the best hunting spots to save time on scouting and executing the hunts. The Spartan Forge Outfitter utilizes years of military background and machine learning to pull from millions of data points to accurately predict deer movement, which that includes GPS data, 30 years of weather, academic and state research. They're using science rather than someone's opinion to figure out the movement for your specific hunting area. You can use the code West to save 25% off of the outfitter at spartanforge.ai. All right. So this week, um, some upcoming events, we get the Total Archery Challenge in Seven Springs. And we talk about that a little bit in this podcast. So I will be Hanging out at the Tethered booth, recording some podcasts, doing some shooting, and everything else. So I'll be there over the weekend. They'll be there for the full event. Uh, come down and check that out. And then also the following week, I'll be at Total Archery Challenge in Boyne, Michigan with the Prime and G5 crew. So some things coming up. I hope to, to see some of you out. It, it's been fun to hang out with everyone so far. And I look forward to, to seeing some more. And then, uh, some really good news. So I ended up me, uh, Michael Palladino, who I hunted with one of my really good friends when I hunted with in Alaska and Idaho, and then my cousin Mason Martonic, we all drew our Colorado mule deer tags as well as elk tags. So that's, uh, we were hoping that was going to be the case, but now it's finalized and, really diving into the e-scouting process and Onyx and just going through creating a hunt plan. And I'm really, really looking forward to that trip. So that'll be early September. We'll be spending probably about anywhere from 10 to 12 days in the mountains there. So excited about that. I hope anybody else that put in drew as well. And just the last thing I want to say is that there's a new mountain buck scouting video series episode dropping this Wednesday. This one will be all about hunting the early season in the big woods, in the mountains. Uh, I These videos are a little bit longer than the first video series I did. They run anywhere from like 17 minutes to 24 minutes for the next you know four episodes here. But I think they'll be really valuable and I, I really truly believe that Justin put together just he's awesome at editing and filming so makes me look better than than I actually am so would uh would really love it if you check that out if you do like it you know share it with your friends subscribe to the channel and uh leave a comment that that helps out quite a bit and without with that being said let's uh let's jump into this podcast here with the tethered and the untamed crew <laughs> We're <live. laughs> That is the the hog squeal of Josh Elderton. And I'm also joined by Jared Schaefer and Greg Godfrey. <laughs> Guys, welcome to the East Meets West Hunt slash tethered slash untamed podcast here, I guess.
2: Big collab, I guess.
0: That's yeah, right. man.
1: It's the only way to do it. Sitting on the back porch in West Virginia. Go big or go home. That's right. right. Yep, that's it's uh beautiful, nice. 90 degree weather day down here in in southern west virginia yeah and we haven't
2: had this this weather just hit us we, west virginia is unfortunate on the seasons it goes from winter to summer to summer back to winter really yeah we have like a week of that perfect weather like when it's sunny there's a nice breeze and it's like 55 60 65 and then and that was last week and then we're in the eighties and nineties now, and that's the way it'll stay from now until September.
1: Really? Yeah.
2: But it could snow next week. I that's mean, right. Never know. That's right. Especially in the northern part of
1: state. Yeah. 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 We get we get the we get the little bit of the we get more of a spring. We get we don't get much summer. We get winter, winter, a little bit of spring, fall,
0: <laughs> and the winter, winter Went back into winter, yeah, winter back again.
1: And then Greg's down. Summer year-round video. Yeah, Yeah,
3: we get hot and less hot. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there's no doubt. There's hot and less hot. Now, I will tell you, November through May in Savannah is is really nice. I mean, we have very few days that it gets cold. We might have five days that it gets in the 30s and below. Does the humidity drop? Yeah. So it's just like nice air. It's just nice. The only bad part is the bugs stay out pretty much year-round. So, if it's beautiful, you know, it could be January and 58, 62 degrees, and you'll get bugs coming out, which kind of sucks. But
2: You're going to get have to deal with the skeeters. And, you got to deal uh, with
3: yeah, the skeeters and the snakes. The spiders, and, and snakes. Yeah, they're kind of yeah, always I, around. I'm cool. not really a fan of that. Yeah. Well, the cool. snakes don't bother me. The, the snakes go away. I mean, from that same time frame, November through May, I mean, the snakes are pretty much gone. I mean, we had to deal with a snake right here yesterday.
1: Yeah, that's true. What kind was it?
0: Black,
3: black snake. snake. The old black snake. I crawled out. I crawled out of the bottom of my
2: grill. A <laughs> <About> five footer. <laughs> a five footer. My my wife would open that up, sing that in there, and she would have made me burn the whole house down. <laughs> it was that big. Oh it was yeah. a five footer. He's, he um uh, Jared was sitting here and saw the reflection in the door window and was like, "Oh my god!" And he looked and said, man, that's a big snake. And, and I, he
3: was just like, he had his he had like three hat, foot yeah. of his head out. It yeah. he was just kind of doing this, yeah. surveying everything. Really? Like who is he going to swallow first? Then? Yeah,
1: who's he going to take down? Here,
2: you know, I'm on one leg, and I don't <laughs> like snakes anyway. I care if they're friendlies or not. Yeah. You know, and I'm why are I'm, you on one leg, Josh? I'm going to the door. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, hold, hold, before before we get to the one leg thing, he got no, that spider that we saw here last night. You know, I, you know Oh, the big one. Yeah, his first. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, I've met you in person before, but I'm just hanging out here with you guys, and I have a fear of spiders. I don't like spiders. Anybody that follows me on Instagram watches my summer. Uh, spider stick stories is I don't go through the woods without a eight foot oh, stick. I do with a figure thing. eight yeah, pattern. I yep. do that, and I go. I'm, I'm thinking about coming out with one commercially, but uh, <laughs> but when you when you you know have to go through that. But anyways, we're sitting here, and I don't know if it was your wife Stacy or or whoever was like, that's a big spider over there. Yeah. Was, and who who was like looking trying to kill it, but not in a not in a easy. I can't remember what they were doing, but I was like stomp on it like
2: <laughs> he started he started tripping out like, i'm like i'm just it. sitting
1: here i'm trying to call him like i that thing needs to die like you can't let that thing get underneath the couch <laughs> and it comes up my leg and i'm dead it goes it'll go right for your throat <laughs> yeah it will it'll 100 percent go right for your throat and that thing was big and then you told me the story about that the black widow, yeah, that black bit, widow bit
2: me right under my, my left knee in my sleeping bag <laughs> too- tell, tell, tell that story <laughs> no I, we were at our deer camp uh and we had got there and went to bed on Friday night and it was real cold that morning and, and my my buddy Sean that I deer hunt with, we woke up that morning and I was like, Dang on, man, I said, I said, My knee's bothering me, Sean. He said, Hey, don't be a wimp. For better terms. You know, I know you you you're just trying to get out of hunting. It's cold. And I was like, No, man, my knee's hurting. And, it, and I was like, Well look, we'll go hunting though. And then we went to hunting. And he killed a deer, but, like, throughout the morning, my leg, every time my heart beat, I could feel it in my left knee. I mean, it was killing me. And uh, what well, finally swelled up, and I, at that time, I was using climbing gaffs all yeah. the time. Whether I was tree stand hunting or not, I, I got in and out of the tree with climbing gaffs. And I couldn't put them on and get out of the tree, so I just threw everything out of the tree and shimmied down. Because <laughs> my knee was hurting so bad. So I helped him drag the deer out, and we got back to camp, and, like, I dropped my britches, and my knee was you know swollen and I said my god and uh so you know me being me and my decisions instead of going somewhere and get checked out I was like well I'll have a couple beers and <laughs> it'll all be good and then that night I broke into a, just a major fever and uh woke up in the middle of the night and my leg was just swelled up and we left out of there like two in the morning and went straight to the hospital and I was in the hospital I think it was eight or nine days wow. that I was in the hospital and I left everything there. I mean, that's how bad, like he drove me and I, like, I was moaning for two hours to get to the hospital, like Jeez. my heartbeat. And what had happened was when I got to the hospital, my system had gotten septic and infection. You could see the red and yellow streaks in my leg and it was completely infected, uh, and so when they were packing our stuff up, Sean went through all my stuff, and I had killed that spider in my sleep, hmm. and it—I got bit right below my kneecap, and it jacked me up. Terror. I mean, like, I mean, I'm not as like spiders don't terrify me like you. Yeah, I mean But, but it, but it, <laughs> like you would not think. You always hear about that stuff. Yeah. But like, I was in the in the hospital for like eight or nine days, getting Goodness like gracious. high doses of antibiotics to get the infection and everything out. I mean, it screwed me up. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, that stuff happens to me. (laughs) I mean, I'm 45, and it it continuously happens to me. Like, I think it will end at some point, but I think it's just because you put yourself out there. You play numbers. When you go, 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 it's bound to happen. Yeah, I mean, it happened with me and Greg on Thursday. My That same guy that that was with me on the on the spider bike like he's my best friend and he says man he said two things are going to happen when you hang out with Josh <laughs> he said one you're going to have an absolute blast or two you're going to feel like you're going to die <laughs> <laughs> he says he said that for 25 years now <laughs> maybe it's the same event <laughs>
0: <laughs> you that's
2: may die but you're having a blast that's right <laughs> that's right yeah. it could
3: be the same event like it was on thursday <laughs> yeah
2: yeah me and greg and greg got to experience a little bit yeah
3: that. yeah that's what happens when you challenge the wrong pig you you go from from having a blast to oh we might die yeah. Th- what
1: happened what happened on thursday let's hear the story
3: well we were we were out hunting turkey hunting and we saw i saw these I saw some little Schultz, little Schultz, the little baby pigs, piglets, whatever you want to call them. And we were going to this where they were. That's where we were going to call. And they they got up out of this ditch and or whatever you want to call it. And they jumped up and ran over the hill. And so we walked up and we was going to call. But 15 yards down the hill, there was a big sow with, with all the Schultz, And uh, so we walked up <laughs> and I said, I said, Said Josh, "There's a there's a big boar down there," and Josh couldn't see it because there was this there was this pine tree. And I'm gonna let him tell the rest of it in a minute because he's way better at it than me. But I said, "Josh, there's a, there's a big boar hog down there," and uh, and I'm telling, and him, no, he said, not. "I can't see it." I said, "I
2: can't see." He said, "There's two there's two monster hogs," and I'm like, "I don't." I'm thinking, "What is he looking at?" But Greg's like eight or ten feet from me on the right. Yeah, and he's seeing I just the, had the he's right point yeah of view. he had the different point of view behind this little pine bush. And man, that that sucker come out and tried to get on that sow. I mean, he was being aggressive. I mean, right off the bat. And Greg's filming with his phone. You know, I was like, "You filming?" He's like, "No." I said, "Let's film him." And he's like, "I don't know, man," because we're talking on the way out there. Yeah, yeah. We're walking through this open ground. I was like, Greg, I know you want to look at these hogs. I said, "Just remember, <laughs> man. There's not even big trees here to get in. You know, if if they, you know, if they get after us, we're going to get it." so we're over there looking and then this big boar comes out from behind that bush and i was like oh gosh you know and they're 15 yards they're close that's that's you know they're and it's real close yeah and the wind is in our face so they're not smelling us at all and uh i'm I'm laughing with greg just making fun of these hogs and i was like oh man he's being real aggressive you see him trying to get that sal he hooked her pretty good yeah he hooked that he And, like, they let out a little, you know, and they're just down there, you know. And next thing you know, man, this big boy, he's, like, eating. Jesus. He's eating. And all of a sudden, like, he silhouettes. It's like he pops up, man. And, I mean, he's. <laughs> and I'm like. I, I'm telling Greg, I'm, I, I'm thinking. I'm, we're laughing, though. I was like, oh, man, he's being aggressive. And Greg's like, yeah, Josh, he's, he's being aggressive. And so then I let out. so i thought i was gonna help because usually you can mess with them and it it scares them off and they're like any other animal and they leave the country and man i let out a big pig squeal and i don't know if he thought it was a challenge which i wasn't challenging him you know i don't mess what were were you trying to do then? well i just mess with them and it's probably (laughs) the wrong thing to do
3: But I told you, Greg came down and hunted. You're either going to
1: have a blast or you're going to feel like you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, and sometimes there's just milliseconds that separate the two feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and I told Greg last year, he came down and, and
2: Jared came down and bow hunted with me. And I told I was telling them that, like,
3: I, well, I said, I, I said, hey, Josh, I'm a little nervous. I mean, I, I've seen all your videos. You guys, yeah. there's just bears everywhere out here. I said, I've ne- I don't live where there's bears. I'm a little nervous. And he said, you don't got to be nervous about them bears. I ain't afraid of no bears. I'm afraid of them hogs.
2: Yeah, the hogs yeah they bugger me up, man. They do. They, they really get me buggered. Um, and I told Greg about this this, this past fall when yep. he was down deer hunting with me. And then we see him, and Greg's like, man, I want to check them out. And so we get out there. and
3: Well, and also, I've, I've seen hundreds of pigs, and I've shot 20, 30 pigs down in Georgia. I've killed a bunch of them. We have, they're everywhere. But they're feral pigs. They're not Russian boars. Yeah. And apparently, the difference in aggression is a major deal. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I squealed at this thing. <laughs> and
2: I think, I honestly think he was coming at us no matter what. But I enticed him. Yeah, I enticed him. <laughs> And provoked he him. He yeah. was the last straw. And the like,
3: straw that broke <laughs> the camel's back. <laughs> I, said, I said, We got to go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I was way ahead of you, buddy. I yeah. was already gone. <laughs> yeah, and, and the video you got on your phone is hilarious. You hear you do the squeal, and that thing just like. He just going. Full And the phone just turns off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's
3: staring up the hill at us. And then Josh squeals at him like a moron, <laughs> and right away, it's just, vroom, <laughs> rum. He's coming. Oh, is he not? He's coming. <laughs> dude.
2: <laughs> He's coming to kill. Yeah. And, and, like, I know. Like, you turn, and the truck's only, like, 60, 70 yards. Yeah. Might as well dude, be a mile. Dude, yeah. And when we turned and I looked at the truck, the only thing in my head was,
3: We ain't going to make make it. That's what I (laughs) thought, too. I I was like, geez, that truck's a long way away. (laughs) I don't remember walking that far. It's three miles down down the
2: road now. (laughs) The only thing I was thinking was I got to catch up with Greg and get past him. (laughs) So he's behind me. (laughs) So he tripped me
3: on purpose. (laughs) And I take a header, I busted up both my arms, I, I thought I broke my arm, and I still had my phone in my hand, because I was filming, and when I fell, I mean, I took a header, I just like I was sliding into home plate, I mean, I just yeah. took it, and my phone smashes the rocks, totally breaks my phone, and I look up, and Josh is, he's still on his feet over there for a second more, until you try to step over to yeah, the I next tr- little... I try to go over to the next little... Well, explain little... what those things so, are, because it's... So
2: on a, on, like a, ruts, on but- the old strip job, they'll bring a, a large dozer in with a ripper on the back of it. And they'll bury that ripper in the ground because everything there is rock. And in order to get vegetation, they'll rip it up. So it's like, pl- uh, it's the same thing as plowing. Yeah. But it's just on a much bigger scale.
3: Really rough, yeah.
2: And it rolls all the rocks up and opens up the rocks and soil. That's thing is
1: the rocks.
2: And there's nothing but rock there. So you're trying to run. So you got like, Two to three foot berms, but they're only like eight inches wide on top of them. You're trying to run on top of them.
3: Yeah. It's kind of like walking through a cut cornfield. Yeah. with just, with somebody took a load of bowling balls and just hundreds of them. And so it's like, yeah, there's no all stability.
2: And, and like, I'm trying to jump from one to the other and like, you can hear, like when we turn to run, you can hear, you know, you know, he's there you know what i'm saying and greg fell and i i turned and saw greg fall and i was like oh god this could not be good because i mean literally i mean if a bore gets you down you're on the ground you're in trouble i mean they're gonna they're gonna hook you and when they hook you there's no there's nothing you can do it's gonna rip whatever gets hooked that's that's simple facts uh and it, so I, they rip,
1: they rip you with. Is it their with tux? their tusk? Is that okay? Yeah. So, yes, yes, yes. so
2: their tusks come out, and I mean, if you killed any hogs, you know, but their tusks come out, and they're like triangles. All oh, sharp too, and they're sharp. I mean, they'll hook an animal because they're not real agile, but they'll hook, and then
1: obviously neither are you guys. Oh, <laughs> oh
2: I, I was showing cat like reflexes. True. Yeah, but you know, my knee just didn't withstand. But I saw Greg go down, and I tried to jump to the other one to try to have some side movement. Did not work out for me because I, you know, as soon as I landed, I knew that it was gonna get me. I hollered, I said, "Godfrey," (laughs) I
3: said, "I'm I'm down," I said, "I'm down," and I was getting up
1: at this point. So wait, no. But the the first thing is normally you think about when you have to outrun your buddy. If you're outrunning them, that first person down's getting hit. Well, the hog just passed him up,
3: right? Right. Well, we think that what might have happened is when I went down, they're so you know, deep. It's it's like a it's like this a trench kind of. So I'm in the trench, and we think that maybe he just couldn't see me, uh-huh. and so we took off towards Josh. Yeah. And That's when Josh ate it, and he yelled, "Godfrey, I'm down." And so I'm coming up, and I look over, and the pig just—luckily, I mean, he wasn't—he wasn't ten yards from you, and he just kind of peeled and went back down off to, off the mountain, and he left.
2: Yeah, and then Godfrey runs over to me, and he's like, "Hey man, I
3: got you." I was like, "Oh, Godfrey, oh, I'm jacked." Yeah, you
2: were. You and were hurting. I—I I mean, it was like instant. I don't know if him, the listeners have had like major injuries, but like I've had major injuries to in my shoulders, femur, knees, like <laughs> excruciating pain. Like my toes came up and touched my belt,
3: Oof.
2: you know, when I fell, it completely buckled. And then Greg comes over and he and he's grabbing me, and like we're both we know that that hog's there and he's aggressive. He we're like, come back. He could come back. Like it's trying to kill us, man. Let's get out of here. And he grabs me, and, and we're trying to walk through all that, and my knee just keeps on completely buckling out, falling out. And I was like, "God, for just get the truck." I said, "I need to lay down anyway. I'm gonna faint." I said, "I'm gonna go out."
3: White as a ghost.
2: Yeah, because of the pain. But I didn't, and, and we ended up getting out of there, and all was well and good. And
3: and then this maniac starts laughing, like he's like, "You believe that hog? He almost got us!" I'm like, "What?" This guy's insane. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I low crawl
2: back to the truck, and I'm talking to Godfrey the whole time. I'm like, dude, was that not
1: unbelievable? (laughs) You're walking. He's there pulling himself. Wasn't that awesome?
3: And I will go back to get the truck to pull it as close as I can, which is probably only 20 yards, maybe not even 20, but just a little bit closer to him. Yeah. And then the poor guy, you know, Josh is, man, he's tough as nails because there first, there's no there's no way you're getting out of there easily. So we are not in a very hospitable place to begin no. with. We're not close to any real roads. These are just back roads. These are this is coal mining country, and it, they're it's rough. it's rough. It's it's as rough as it gets. And every little bump, I mean, it had to just be excruciating yeah. pain. I mean,
2: and he's taking his time driving, I'm
3: trying to be kind, but
2: but like if if it, if he hit and you know they're rocky rough roads, but like if he hit like a one inch rock on the tire. Like I felt it in my leg. Bad. It was unbelievable. And,
1: he, and you know, he this whole time he thinks you tripped him. So he's like, <laughs> rock. Boom. Oh yeah, rock, pothole. Boom, in hindsight, he tripped me. I didn't
2: know it at you the know, time, but now you know, I know. We, we've laughed about it for two days now. Because you know, everybody hears that. Hey, if you run into a bear, you don't have to worry about it. You just have to worry out about it, not buddy. you out your buddy, right? right. So. Like thinking about it now, like when when Greg took off running, he was in the lead. But then when I passed him up, you know, I was thinking,
3: <laughs> "I'm in the front." Greg was thinking, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> I never saw you pass me. I just saw you go right. off to the side, yeah. And because at that time I was I mean, eating eating it. Yeah, we ate it pretty quick. I mean, it I was, didn't make it probably twenty yards before I ate. Yeah, it. I mean it.
2: This this happened over 20, 30 seconds.
3: Yeah, I didn't expect the pig to charge. I, I I mean, even if we'd yelled at him, thrown rocks at him, you know, I, I figured he'd have been like every other animal and they get scared of humans and they leave. He was not scared of us at all. Greg,
2: Greg will have a
3: have a uh
2: <laughs> what's that when you when you're paranoid about a Something that's happening. when he come, Yeah, he'll yeah. have a phobia coming to southern West Virginia with <laughs> hogs.
3: Yeah, well, now I'm going to be deer hunting down back in Georgia, and I'm going to see pigs normally out of just whatever. Now I'm going to— He's going to run. I'm sad start, start having heart palpitating. <laughs> uh, but it was a good day. Now Josh is an animal, though. We get back, and we meet, we meet up with Jared and, and Kirk. Jared had just missed a turkey. And we don't uh, need to bring that up. I don't remember. I had to bring, had to bring no. that up. No. Yeah, he had missed the turkey. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So we get back, and, and Josh is like, "Well, Greg, why don't you just jump in with Kirk and Jared in their truck, and y'all go finish out the turkey hunt? I'll just stay here." I'm like, "No, we got to get you off this mountain, man. You got to, you got to <laughs> go get some ice I, on I it. said, "I mean, I'll, I'll,
2: I'll drive on back." I said, "You just fin- they had like four hours to go, you know, left in legal time." And I was yeah. like, "Man," and they're up here from out of town. You know, you want to get your time in and give them the best opportunity. But Greg and them, they, they was good fellows, like normal. And they come along with me and got me to the house. So it was a good experience. It's going to be a story, I think, that Jared and Greg and I and Kirk can tell for yeah a lot of years yep. that's not one i'll forget
1: and and i didn't i didn't know this it happened you texted me thursday night and, and said gave me your directions your house i didn't think anything of it and i pull in here last night pretty late i don't know after 10 and i call you out in the driveway i was like hey i'm here and you're like i'd come out to greet you but i i really can't get up out of my seat right now <laughs> yeah he's like, coming the front door I yeah like, i was
2: like just come on in man <laughs> And you know, and and we have open open door, revolving door up here at the house, and uh, love having people. So I was just like, "Come on in, man!" And he was like, "Okay." Because I end up going to the doctor the next morning, yesterday morning, and most likely when when the MRI confirms it this week, you know, I'll go in for ACL reconstruction and be back in a few months. <laughs> No big you know, deal. Just another day. <laughs> yeah, that's part of it. Like I told him last night, you get your surgery no big deal. You get your mind right. You go in there and slap yourself that morning when you're getting ready to go under. Know that you're going to have four or five, six days of absolute misery,
1: Then it starts getting better. I can I can picture him standing in front of the mirror.
3: Come on, come on, fly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, this. You get
1: fired. And get fired up and.
3: You know, go have surgery and get it taken care of, and just be back this fall. So yeah,
2: it's part of
3: it. I hope it works out for you, man. It, yeah. I felt terrible after the after all the adrenaline, you know, dumps, and you get back and you start to get your, your wits about you, and you start realizing that he's actually hurt. Yeah, yeah. this is oh yeah, this yeah. isn't like you know you know like me. I fell. I got a bunch of bruises and cuts. Not a big deal. Josh yeah. is actually injured, and uh, man, it was something. I was I was legitimately afraid for my life <laughs> for like i mean if you go back and really think about it probably only about 30 seconds in you know yeah from from charge to run to fall to talk with josh and realize that the pig's gone i mean realistically probably 30 seconds oh, of yeah, my it, life it, but for those 30 seconds i was legitimately thinking i might meet my
1: maker i wish <laughs> i wish that pig had a gopro on <laughs> like, it's oh god you guys are just like <sighs> oh <laughs> boom. I, I can assure you that that our
2: our excitement level went from you know five to 200 on a hundred scale
3: and for me you know you hear about different strategies in bear country like with black bears all oh, stand your ground get big look tough loud with grizzlies you play dead you know you hear these different strategies when that pig came started charging there was zero thought in my (laughs) head of standing tall and challenging this pick, it was run. <laughs> expletive! I have to leave this. <laughs> not in a not in a millisecond from now. Now,
1: yeah, well, yeah I mean you yeah. hear you, but even like say with bears, you hear all those things. But I don't know about you, but if you when the adrenaline kicks in, you forget about everything. You're like, said wait, that. am I supposed to stand tall? Am I or supposed play to growl at it? Am I supposed to play dead? <laughs> Wrong animal. Yeah, yeah You yeah. just don't have time. Those yeah, plans yeah. go out the window out. quickly.
2: Yeah. Instincts. I would over. have been way more comfortable if we were looking at the sound cubs, just because of past experience. Just the the hogs in southern West Virginia they're they're like no joke. I mean, yeah, they're mean. And if it would have been a sound cubs, I'd have sat there and talked to them and and everything, and let Greg would have sit there and filmed. It, even if she would have false charged and came and slapped the ground, and she's going to stop. She's not going to come up there and get none. Well, I mean, I know. Have, sound- you, have
1: you ever had a, a bear charge you?
2: I've been flip flopped.
1: <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, I, I,
2: had, I had one come out. I, <clears throat> we had one bait up in a big pile of brush. And uh, Jay was with me. We were, well, he was with me directly. And J- this is the second bear hunt that Jay uh, Cox had ever been on. And we had a, a probably a hundred and. Sixty, hundred seventy-five pound bear bait up in in the brush, and I said, "Hey man, I said you just stay right there." I said, "I'm gonna walk in, and I'm gonna put my pistol through the brush and put it right on his head, and and kill him right there." <clears throat> and he said, oh, "Okay, yeah, all right." So I'm walking in that brush pile, and I and I get right in the brush, and I had to get in the brush and kind of, because when you're shooting that close with the dogs, you want to put the barrel on the fur. I mean, you want you're you're there. You're five five feet, you know, and you're trying to reach in. You want your arms to be like that guy off of Fantastic Four, <laughs> Mister Stretch,
1: yeah, or Doctor
2: Stretch. You know, you're trying to get all you can. Well, I was get I was going through the brush with my pistol, and the bear saw me and turns, and he starts coming out of the brush. By well, I start backing up. Well, it's the same thing. You're not going to get out of the way, and I shot like three times, like at my feet. And he comes by me, he clips my left leg. I mean, completely pummels me and flip-flops me. And, you know, I, I figure out that I'm okay. And I jump up and Jay, his eyeballs are like this big <laughs> and his jaw's down to his belly. And I jump up and gave a big war cry. Going, Whoa! <laughs> I said, hell yeah! <laughs> and, and Jay is speechless. He's like, ah, uh, what have I got myself into? and uh so i got hit then. um and then I, I think that's the the worst i've been hit i've been close with them and they swat but
1: yeah i don't even want to tell my story anymore i was like you after you did you've actually been flip-flopped by by a bear i had radio gps everything i had to pick up everything man i
2: was so stoked up though yeah you know, adrenaline rush. yeah and I'm like, come on, come on, let's go. And He's like, dude, I want to go back to the car and get my <laughs> bottle of milk. Yeah,
1: yeah. We 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 have a lot of bears in Pennsylvania, and I, I never think much of it because I've just always grown up around them. They don't really bother me. But last year, I was running cameras in the summer, and I was coming out, and I saw um, a sow and some cubs on the way in, about a mile away, and the way out it was in some real thick stuff, and I was like my spider stick obviously in hand and I was going through this brush and all of a sudden I just heard this, just growl and this, I caught her off guard what it was and she saw me the same time. And this, she came out and I drew my pistol right away and I was just holding it, screaming at her. She stood up from about uh, a little bit farther than the fireplace away and stood up on her hind legs. And I was like, I don't want to kill you. Like go like turn around. And, she turns around, starts walking the other way, don't the cubs go run right past me and up the tree right behind me? I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> like here we go, and she does another charge at me, but she it was bluff charge like she wasn't oh, yeah. i I think she was just trying to scare me what it was That's right, and then so I just I kept my pistol up, but I just backed away, backed away until I got out, and there was like a gated road and I got on that, and I just ended up you know getting away from it, but I've never had any other close calls with black bears
3: mm.
1: <sighs>
2: I've, I mean, that's the closest I've been is when that one knocked me down. I saw one come out of the tree and jump on Chad. I mean, like he he literally come out of the tree and Chad started running and he jumped on Chad's back. <laughs> uh, and Chad, Chad went over the hill with him. And I'll have to show you all that clip on my phone because he's hollering at me. I'm down there with dogs and Chad's like, Josh, you better watch yourself. That's the only open place that the bear can go. I said, dude, you better watch yourself. I said, I'm good down here. I'm, I'm, I was eight, 10 foot away from the tree with the dogs and that bear come down the bottom of the tree and he's just looking at Chad and Chad's going, Hey bear. Hey bear. So it, it tells me that we shouldn't say anything to animals. We shouldn't be able to try to talk to them. So I was trying to talk to that <laughs> hog Thursday. Poor choice. He me up. It
3: was a poor choice. Right. Just don't
2: talk to him. Chad was trying to talk to that bear. He was going, Hey bear. Hey bear. Well, that, Hey bear, he thought that he, that bear thought he said, Hey, come on. And do challenge? Yeah, he jumped over the hill, and luckily Chad jumped over the hill when that bear jumped on him, and he turned over, and that bear rode him down face to face. And when Chad hit, he threw the bear off of him. <laughs> There's no kidding. I got we got it on phone. We got it on a phone clip, and uh he jumps up, and I'm like, "Oh, guys, y'all, you know, when I'm on the radio. I'm like, you're not gonna believe what just happened." And Chad's war crying, going,
0: "Oh yeah, hell yeah." <laughs>
2: And I'm like, hey, dude, are you okay? Did you get hit? You got any scratches? You know, because that's mainly what the bears will do. They just, they'll, they'll palm you and then they'll, you know, that's all they're doing, swatting. But they're not really like a big, you know, everybody thinks a bear is going to rip you open like um, Wolverine or something. You know, that's not, they're just, they're just patting around, hitting on you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then, uh, we, I got two buddies that, that bears have jumped out of trees and got, but, it does not happen a lot
1: jared do you have do you have any in, many bears up where you're at? Uh, we're getting
0: more and more every year, but i, I don't have any encounters really with really? The, I mean, I killed one of the bow, but I was just up up by your place, mm-hmm. yeah, he just came walking in, I was deer hunting and really I, and
1: you're from northern West
0: Virginia yeah, I'm from northern West Virginia, so this down here is a different this is way different than from where I'm at, so yeah.
1: I, I, yeah. I feel like I need to come down here more. It seems like like the, the most <laughs> exciting adrenaline rush filled. It's the place. wild wild west. Yeah, yeah. That's
2: what, yeah. That's, what that's what he <laughs> said the other day. He said it's truly.
1: It's true. Yeah. And you don't have any down there in <clears throat> Georgia, right? No.
3: Well, there are bears. Um and I have I have seen uh I, whatever you want to call it. Florida Panther, mountain lion, cougar, it's all the same thing. But I have seen those in Florida Really? once or twice. Um, never threatened me or anything, just seen him in the woods, but it it does make you think twice about it and then I saw the video you showed me a video once. I don't remember where you were where that cat came out of the oh, tree at you, yeah in Colorado, and you got the phone going, and it's like right at you yeah hes
2: he's uh if if I would have thought about it, which I wasn't thinking about it, I was actually thinking about just holding everything in my system in. <laughs> if you know what I mean. I was worried about tightening my sphinxter up. <laughs> But I could have put my hand out and touched that cat when he came out of the tree.
3: Yeah, he leaps. He He leaps. He leaps right at the phone, like at the camera. And Josh is like, whoop. (laughs) And the the, cat just goes by.
2: The reason the cat comes out is a buddy of mine is climbing in the tree with the cat. It's nuts. To sex check it because he's on a big steep limb and his head is down and we can't see under his anal, under his. uh, under his anus, you know, a male has a, a black sack, like right there. It's like a black button that you can see that are toms. So it was pointing uphill and we all kept on glassing with our binocular because you have to be sure of, you know, you have to sex check them. It's, it's really important. So we were trying to sex check it and, and we were, you know, they tell you to throw snowballs, whatever, to get them to move so you can be sure. And this, time a gun wouldn't move. So a buddy of mine said, well, I, I'm going to climb up there and get it checked out. So, my buddy,
1: hold my beer, hold my, beard. Beard. <laughs> hold my beard. That's it. Yeah.
2: So, so my buddy he he takes he takes off climbing up this cottonwood, and uh, it it splits about uh, about twelve foot up. It splits. Well, the the cat's in one side, and and my buddy goes up the other side. He gets over there. He might have do well, you think he's got between ten, twelve feet? It's nothing. It's not yards. It's ten, twelve feet. He's
3: right there. He's with eye the level,
2: cat. eye level with the cat. He breaks it, and that cat is still on the limb. You know, the listeners got to imagine that the the cat's way up in the tree, but he's looking facing down, down, facing yeah. down the tree. So his butt and his his genitals are up in the sky, and we can't okay. see. So my buddy was like, and this cat's still looking at him, but he's sitting up and he's like, well, oh, we can't tell what it is. Well, my buddy gets a uh, a dead stick, he breaks it off the tree and he goes over there and hits the cat in the butt with it. <laughs> this is no lie. And the cat starts coming down the tree and he says, it's a Tom, but <laughs> well, comes down and I'm filming this one limb and I was like, he's going to go out that limb right there and then we'll catch him on the way. And he come, he skips that limb, and I was like, uh-oh. And then he comes out that limb straight at me, and he's coming. And, I mean, it's unbelievable. He, I mean, I could have petted him when he came past me, and he, he hit the ground, started running, we let the dogs loose, and we ended up baying it up four or 500 yards from there and killing it. But, like, for two minutes while my buddy's in the tree, it's like, I don't know, is, is this a reason we always are injured? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that we need to take this chance?
1: So, are, are, is it a is it a law to only shoot toms, or what is your? No, no, it's not a law. But
2: in the area we were hunting uh, in Colorado, the, when you look at the units and the quotas, we we would rather kill toms than. Fe- I'm not against killing female cats by any means. They because you got to control the population. But at that point, there was the female quotas were full. So we, you know, you have to kill toms. Gotcha. You know, and you have to be a hundred percent. I mean, it tells you, you know, on your, uh, you got to be a hundred percent on your sex before you kill it. Gotcha. And and you don't want to be that guy that that there's even if it was a female, and all the and you were only allowed to kill females in that quota, and you end up killing a tom and checking it in. You don't want to be that guy. No. Because you, they don't care if you think that you didn't hear the quota yep. from the night before when you called in. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so you want to make sure you sex check them.
1: Yeah. All right. That makes sense. I, yeah, I Yeah. just wasn't, that's, wasn't sure that's what that's all about. Mountain lions are my, they're my favorite animal. Like ever since I was a kid, like I thought they were like the yeah. coolest. They're also one of the things that are like kind of freaked me out a little bit too. You know, like they're one of those, when I was in Colorado in 2017, when I was hunting by myself for elk and, uh, I was sitting down by this wallow and. I fell asleep by a the tree and ended up and being woken up by an elk as a five by five throwing mud all over himself and I called him in and long story short, I screwed it up. <laughs> well, I left and the next day I came down and said, In the middle of the day, I'm gonna sit by this wall again. Well in my boot track was a mountain lion okay. track. Right inside <clears> like <throat> Could it have been hours later, he just happened to go through it? Maybe. My head, he was stalking me. Yep. But then he got up close and he was intimidated, so he turned around. <laughs> keep, yeah, right. Yeah. But it's it's just one of those things that I don't know, mountain lions are pretty cool. Yeah. I I didn't really think about it down your way that the Florida Panthers.
3: Yep. I shot a I shot a raccoon once while I was <clears throat> when I was I was in a tree stand and uh I was hunting over a feeder. I think a corn. I thought you were born in saddle. <laughs> no. no. Okay. Sorry. No, I wasn't. <laughs> uh, but I was hunting in a tree stand, probably a climber. And I think I was hunting over a feeder or a pile of corn. It's legal in Florida. And that's how we all did it growing up. But anyway, this, this big raccoon comes in, and I shoot this raccoon, and I like, I like center punched him. So it was like gut shot. And this is this is God's honest truth. That raccoon pulled that arrow out of the ground, you know, that was sticking in the ground. He pulled it out, and it was still in him, and then he, he waddled off. And he's screaming at top of his lungs the whole time. I'm making all kind of racket. <laughs> and he goes off into the swamp. I don't know how far he went, 30, 40 yards into the swamp, and then he cried a little bit. And I, I, he just was there, and next thing I know, here comes a panther, cougar, mount whatever you want to call him, and he comes, and he wasn't, it wasn't a mature adult, it was like, maybe a little bit bigger than a big bobcat. Okay. Um, But, you know, he had the long tail and everything, and he came, he walked right through it, and then I heard a fight, and then it was silence. <laughs> and then I had to get down, and I was scared, I was oh, scared yeah. of walking out, but... That was it. That was really the and I, I saw a I saw a panther one other time, um, in a different spot, and that's it. That's the only real scary animal conflict I've ever had until I came to visit Joshua and the Untamed, and he put me put my life at risk. Yeah, you,
1: <laughs> I think their channel has a pretty good name. Yeah, they're they're not tamed or down this way. That's no, right. A they, they, bunch of people have tried to. <laughs> <laughs> josh has invited me down the last couple years and i I don't know you should go
3: man this place is wild down there and the way the way they hunt it's it's a load of fun it's a lot of work um they have it hard i mean you see these you watch these guys youtube channel and sometimes they make it look easy yeah i promise you it is not easy this country is tough it doesn't give you an inch you got to take every inch from them down here and these guys get it done man it's It's impressive. Uh, This is a, this, a kind of a weird way to demonstrate it, but we all hunt with these crispy, we're all running crispy boots, right? And they're, they're pretty hardcore boots. They're pretty expensive. They're like 400 bucks a pop. They're in my mind. It's like a boot that lasts forever. That's the way I see it. I've worn it for a full year now. And it, I mean, for all intents, you know, basically it looks, it looks new. It's dirty, but it's in great shape. Well, Kirk comes, comes out and hunts with us and he's wearing a, pair of crispies that aren't even a year old and they are destroyed shot the shot he's pulled this he's ripped the soles off he's punched holes in it he's on his, like his third pair of shoelaces i mean he's destroyed these boots in less than a year and these are very
1: very tough boots very yeah. tough boots uh oh yeah I, and that's I, just I've, shows I've you what this Krispies country will do to you for a few years too so yeah that's that's saying something I mean, he
3: destroyed it in less than
0: a year kirk's truck is a year old josh yeah it's got fifty thousand miles on it. And if when he comes over later, look at it, the paint is almost worn
2: off the sides. Oh no, it's it's gonna rust. I mean it, it's shot. It ain't it got it's a trash. Ain't got, ain't, it's it ain't, one year, old. Uh, it's yeah, a it year ain't, old. It ain't got a bumper on it. <laughs> the it's bumpers are all tore off. off. <laughs> uh you it's know It's rough. I <laughs> mean And his paint job, he had sky blue, I think is the color from Uh, Or like a a cobalt. Not a cobalt, but his
1: truck's blue. What kind kind of truck is that?
2: Toyota. Tacoma. 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 And I'm telling you, you can see it more primer and metal than you can his (laughs) color of his truck. (laughs) 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 Yeah. He just got a new tailgate. See, a tailgate, that's his third tailgate that's on his truck right now. He gets in a bad habit when he lets his dogs loose and he forgets to put his tailgate up and then he... You know the roads that we're traveling on are mainly side by side and four wheeler roads, unless we're on the main roads. We take our trucks at, down four wheeler paths. Well, Kirk will get to turn around somewhere, and he'll Smash forget it. his tailgates bound, and he'll just krill it, dude, in a tree. <laughs> yeah, and then he'll just take it off and throw it away and get another <laughs> one. You know, it's his third one. I mean, he's really rough on stuff. <laughs> yeah, it sounds. You know like what it. I mean? Yeah. It's wild. I mean, if if anybody I'm and I'm telling you that I think I heard Carl and them talking about it down there today at the teaching train was if there's anybody that needs if you're looking for somebody to do like field testing. Field testing. Kirk Price is your man. If your product makes it through his testing, <laughs> you'll
3: make millions. I don't see how it's possible. And what he did to that pair of crispies. Oh, they're gutted. They're totally destroyed. <laughs> yeah. And I love them. I got the same exact boot.
2: And like I don't have as many miles on mine as Kirk because Kirk kind of took the, you know, he's younger and he's kind of took the reins of making it to every tree and making it everywhere and chasing all the time. And I've kind of become truck boss. But mine have a lot of miles on them. And I swear that I still think that they're one of the best boots made. Yeah. I do. I'm a big fan. And I just do not because I've had other brands and I won't talk about those brands. But I'll get one month, one month out of hunting in southern West Virginia of us hound hunting, deer hunting, stalking, everything. I'll get one month out of another pair of boots. And I've had my crispies now. I had them through the fall and turkey season. Now I'm probably going to have to send them back because mine are blowing out too. But
1: <laughs> What model do you run?
2: The Idaho GTXs. Really? Okay. And, and they're awesome. I'm telling you right now, I'm not talking about the Crispy boots because it, it's the best boot. Uh, and then we're not, we're not affiliated with them or anything. Just talking boot them and Kenetrek. I've got a pair of Trek mountain guides. That's probably one of the best boots I've ever owned, but they're a little bit heavy. Like I love wearing them when I'm cat hunting in Colorado and and New Mexico, love them. But back here, they're just a little bit heavy
1: and they have a hard insole. So it's, or the Idaho have some synthetic in them too. Like yeah. are they, that's, that's I've just bought the Colorado. Yeah. Crispy. So
2: it's about the same as the Colorado. Yeah.
1: And I had to, I had Loa's before, which is like same yeah. thing, like a really, and those last me five years, but they're heavy yeah. and I wanted something a little bit lighter. And I, I have another pair of insulated crispies, the wild rocks that I've had mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. three years now. And those boots are awesome, but I wanted something lightweight that can yeah. take out west and come back here um, to go with that. that yeah. Place. I mean, yeah. I love them. Yeah, they're an amazing fitting boot. Like yeah. they they they're comfortable, they're lightweight. But I
2: just don't know if there's a boot with with staying that constant pound that we I mean, what's what's tearing them up? Probably rocks, rocks. and steep. Got to be the rocks. St- rocks and the steep slopes.
3: It's like you know slide it's down. It's funny because
1: every I I laugh at this because like people, you know, out west think that they can be hard on them. You get, you get, like, the rocks like that you guys have and stuff, yeah. and then you get the thorns, the thorns and the briars and everything yeah. else that yeah. goes through it. That's, like, so the way Kirk is on stuff, that's, like, my dad. Like, my, my dad, like, I'll be, like, oh, man, like, I'll, I'll give him a pair of, um, sick of pants or something that I have that have lasted me for, like, three years, look pretty good. And I feel like I'm not, like, easy on stuff. Right. He gets them. He'll come back, and it looks like they're just completely shredded. And I'm like what? <laughs> <laughs> like what? What did you do, Dad? Is it? Is, is it yeah, that's Kirk's soulmate. Yeah, must be. Yeah, my my dad's so hard on stuff, and it's, yep. it's 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 hilarious to see. But I guess the, the moral of that story was just like in the East area, we got you know you got the kind of rugged train. You guys have probably the most rugged that you can you can find, and mixed with the the vegetation, that's oh, rugged. Yeah it's, and it's, yeah, it's rough. You know, I would say that those those mines.
3: Those that mine country, coal country, down in southern West Virginia, where these guys hunt, man, whoo, it's it is gnarly. And I've I've I mean, like you, I I've, I've been everywhere. Mm-hmm. I've hunted Colorado and Montana. I've been overseas to Afghanistan mountains. I mean, so I southern West Virginia is tough country, tough tough country.
1: Yeah, I I definitely I want to hunt there. I mean, it just it's just. I mean, it doesn't sound fun the way everybody's explaining it. But <laughs> oh no, it,
2: it's a great place to be.
1: No, I I, 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 think it would be just an absolute blast. But it's, I, I yeah, the Appalachian Mountains in general. A lot of the places, like, and the other thing. Okay, say, say out of the coal country and you get into the timber country. Try climbing those steep slopes. They might not be ten thousand foot tall, but right. with oak leaves on them. Yeah, and it's it's, slippery. And briars it's and a slippery briers and yep. brush, and brush and rattlesnakes <laughs> yeah i haven't found the country
3: out west colorado montana it's it's a lot of times it's steeper and it's the 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 grades are longer like yeah. you said it's yeah like you you're having to hike a long way uphill yeah but the the country is it's every bit is doesn't want you here yeah. In southern West Virginia, it's, like, angry at you. <laughs> uh, and it's not necessarily the same as it is out west. Yeah. Yeah, totally
2: yeah I mean, it, it it it's tough. I mean, it's tough out west. for, And the only thing I've ever done out west is mountain lion hunt.
3: Yeah, and I'm not saying this is tougher than out west. Nah. It's different. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it is it's different. different.
2: It is different. It it will take a toll on you. Yeah. Especially, you know, deer hunting is extremely tough uh, just because of terrain. Yep. Um we were talking about you know thermals don't run like they're supposed to.
1: Yeah, we were we were joking earlier yeah. about like when you when you listen to and it like say podcasts that are centralized around the Midwest. N- they th- their style of hunting is just different. You know, if their yeah. wind shifts, they're getting out of the tree. If we got out of the tree when the wind shifts, we'd never hunt. We yeah. would never hunt. Yeah, that's yeah, I mean. Jared. Yeah, you you know about it. I mean, all of us.
0: Yeah, I mean, experience that. Yeah, the, in, in these hills and hollers, I mean, the wind just does something different every 10 minutes, it seems like. Yeah. So it's just, you, you try to play it the best you can and make the best deshi- decisions, but man, it's just. And you,
1: and you can make reasonable assumptions of things, but you have right. to understand that there's going to be variables that are thrown into that. Right. that yep. I don't know anybody that can predict. Yeah, it's almost impossible to do. Yeah. I mean, it's like that in Southern Ohio. You hunt yep. Ohio quite a bit. Yep. And and killed an absolute stud last year. Yeah, I did kill a good one last year, real good one. You were you were supposed to come hunt with me.
0: I I was.
1: (laughs) You were supposed to come hunt with me, Jared, and you were going to come up and you're going to film me. I was going to film you. We're going to have you know this grand old time. We're going to, you know, he's going to stay at my house and stuff, and not going to go any further there. But like we're going to hang out. And he was like, and that was the day before. What happened at your house? So
0: I had a water line break. And I couldn't find it. So I had, I basically dug up my whole yard with a shovel trying to find a water leak. And it's, you know, the end of October. And the only thing I want to worry about is hunting big bucks. Yeah. And here I am digging up a water line. So long story short, I couldn't find the leak. So I had to hire some dude that I paid $400 for to come out and he found it within a couple minutes, but I got that fixed and taken care of. And I'd already canceled on Bo and I knew that he wanted to hunt and all that. So I had trail camera pictures of some great bucks on our place in Ohio. So I was like, you know what? I got a couple days. I'm going to go see if I can make it happen. So I hopped in the truck and took off and I killed that buck the next morning. So,
1: well, you were sending me pictures like leading
0: up to it. And I was
1: like, it's just a matter of
0: time. Yeah. I mean, this Ridge point for whatever reason this year, I don't know if the acorns hit right or whatever, but man, it was just on fire. There was like six different shooter bucks in there. And you know, I'd hunted a couple times before, and like you said, the wind, I'd went in that evening, and well, this was before, you know, a couple days before I'd went back and killed the buck, but the wind was supposed to be straight out of the north, and so I actually parked clear in the creek bottom, was going to walk up this point, and I figured that the bucks were bedded, you know, farther up in, the, in this holler, but... I got up top and the wind was straight out of the South, <laughs> completely opposite of what it yeah. was supposed to be. Yeah. So completely screwed me up. So I actually, I ended up hunting that evening, didn't, didn't see any big bucks, but yeah, the wind was just completely opposite in yeah. there, which i I don't know how that happens.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. And the vegetation and the train throws so much into it. We were were talking earlier about like, I have this one spot that's just like a, and you guys don't have it down here that much, but like a lot of hemlocks. We had a a whole side hill that's covered in hemlocks. And that wind direction, no matter what it is, always comes downhill, downhill because yep. it doesn't get enough sunlight to warm it up. And it's just always a cool draft that comes down. Yeah. And so I always hunt on the lower side of where I'm like yep. hoping that the deer are going to come through. And there's very few places that are that predictable. And, you know, still you get some shifts. And yep. There's so many variables, wind speed and, right. and just there's so much that can be can be thrown into it but i was so pumped when, when you texted me <laughs> that you got that buck i was like after all that trouble because you felt so bad like Man, I, yeah i'm so sorry like i'm gonna have to cancel on you last minute yeah. and i was like he was stoked totally understood. oh yeah it was yeah, it was awesome. and that was your
3: biggest buck ever wasn't it? yeah he was right at 150 yeah, he's a giant yeah, yeah that's big, incredible and, and the the cool story
0: about that buck is and i didn't realize it when i shot him but it, it turns out to be the same exact buck that I'd chased the year before. And I'd actually got a shot at him pretty close to that area. And funny thing about that was this buck came in that morning. This was a year before. And he was walking in just absolutely perfect. He was going to walk through a shooting lane at 20 yards. He had no clue I was there. On the, I was on the edge of some pines on the downwind side of it. He was just cruising the edge of those pines. And I saw him coming. I got ready came to full draw. He walks. As soon as he hits that lane, all he had to do was stop and he was dead. He was 20 yards. So as soon as he hit that lane, he turns and he's facing right at me. And He's kind of eye level with me because I was on the downhill side of that ridge and he stops and he looks, he's got kind of his head down, like, you know, sneaking through and he just, I could see his eyeballs just look right up at me. and He just locked up. And, you know, he's at 18 yards. I'm already at full draw. He's quartered hard to me, and I've got that open pocket right in his neck, you know, that hard quartering two-shot. So I shoot heavy arrows and fixed blades. I'm sending it. (laughs) So, you know, I leveled up with him and squeezed it off. And when I shot, he ducked and turned his head, and I buried that broadhead in the outside of his main beam on the right side. The arrow just stuck right in his rack, and, and it broke off. But I'm pretty sure the broadhead was stuck in his main beam. But I watched him walk off, you know, I didn't hurt him, but hunted the rest of the season, never got a chance at him. And then the, you know, the next year, or this past year when I killed him, I didn't realize it was him because he had actually gotten, he'd put on a lot of mass and he had a lot of trash and stuff on his bases. So I i didn't put two and two together that it was the same deer. But when he came up the ridge that morning, you know, it's dark. It's just, just getting gray light enough to be able to pick out things, you know, below you. So. I hear him coming, you know, a big buck walk through the timber, just, yeah. he's on a mission. to Slightly get
1: quieter than a squirrel. Yeah,
0: slightly yeah. quieter. <laughs> but I hear him coming up the ridge and it's dark and i am got my binos out and I'm scanning, trying to find him. And I finally pick him up and he's got his head up and I just saw, you know, massive frame. So I immediately put the binos down, grab my bow and I'm thinking he's going to walk through and it's going to be too early. I'm not going to get a shot at him. So... Luckily, there's a scrape right underneath of me, like 10 yards right underneath me. He starts working that scrape, and he's taking his good old time. I'm like, just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the wind is perfect. The wind's blowing up the ridge, and it's there's no chance he's going to smell me. So he works that licking branch, and it's getting to be where I can see him now. So he comes out underneath me. So I've switched to shooting no peep sight on my bow, just did away with the peep sight completely because this has burned me in the past. You know, bucks coming in early or late. Yep. So this buck comes in, I come to full draw and I could, I could see him, you know, good enough. And I put it on him and made a perfect shot. It was like 14 yards, easy shot. But he runs off and crashes 60 yards away. And, you know, I knew it was a good deer. Yep. You know, I knew it was a probably 130, probably 130 ish buck. That's what I was guessing, which is big enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I get down and, start blood trailing him and I see him laying down there and I look with my binos and I see five points sticking up on that one side. And I and I knew what bucket was at that point, And I just freaking lost it. Uh-huh. I, mean, I was jumping all over. Well, the and
3: then what happened when you gutted it?
0: Yeah. So I, you know, I'm way back this is in really cool. Yeah. So I'm way back in there. I'm there by myself. I got to get him out. It's steep. So I'm like, I'm just going to quarter this thing out. And I had my e-bike. I was like, I'll just pack him out on the e-bike. It's no, no big deal. Yeah. So I quartered him out. And like I always do, I like to do an autopsy just to see what I hit, what organs whatever. So I reach up in his chest cavity to pull the lungs and stuff out. And I could feel something hard up in there. Like it didn't feel normal. So I start pulling on it and I actually had to start cutting on it to get it out of there. But I pulled out a probably about a seven, eight inch piece of a crossbow bolt with a fixed blade broadhead on it that was sitting on top of his heart. And had gone through his, his lung was sitting on his heart, and it was encased in scar tissue. So that deer had had that in there for a while. So, really?
1: I didn't know that part of the story.
0: Yeah. So he had that, that arrow stuck in him. So I'd remembered from a couple years back the neighbor telling me that his daughter had shot a buck with a crossbow, and it got away. So I was like, I wonder if this is the same buck. So I called the dude. He came over, and his daughter, she was like eight years old, had shot this buck with a crossbow. And just didn't get quite enough penetration, because he was kind of quartered to, and it went through the shoulder. Yeah. But he had that piece of bolt stuck in him, and she actually wanted it back. I got a picture of her with the buck, and she wanted to take that broad that piece of broadhead home, so I gave it to her. <laughs> but she could not believe, they couldn't believe that it, the buck had made it. Was it the year before? It was two years before really? they had shot Tag. it. Oh. Yeah. So they had shot him probably, probably like three and a half years ago. Someone old. shoots
1: me in, with yeah. a bolt in the lung and next to my heart. Yep. No way I'm living another. <laughs> and then, then years.
3: Jared shoots him in his antler the next year. Yeah. So
1: this buck has just been hammered. <laughs> yeah. Just living life paranoid. <laughs> it just confirms yeah. how tough they how really tough they are. are. Oh It's my. crazy
2: because yeah. I mean they 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 are they're they're That's tough nuts. tough yeah. animals.
1: Yeah. Lose a
3: lung and then have you know a baseball sized piece of scar tissue sitting on top of your yeah. heart. Yeah, and,
0: and you could not tell that he was hurt. I mean, he was just a big, healthy, mature buck, I and mean, he was fine. So, it's crazy, but yeah, he was a good buck. That he <laughs>
1: yeah. was a good one. Oh, yeah. He's incredible deer. Absolutely. They
3: grow them big in Southern Ohio.
1: Yeah. They do.
3: Where were you hunting exactly? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <way from it?
0: laughs> well, we, we actually just lost that piece of property. They just sold it, so... I don't even have access to it anymore, so I'll show you where it's at. You, you can go knock on the door, see if you can get in. You were like in the it. south
3: central of the eastern quadrant of the northern of the part northeast, of yeah. southeast Ohio. of Lake Huron. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. You can send me their information. I don't do good with a. Uh,
3: I don't. You normally
2: have good luck with knocking on doors.
3: Yeah, it's like a big bear walking up to the door.
2: They just, they just. Don't seem to give me permission. Well,
3: you don't hog squeal
0: at them too, do you? When you- Nah. <laughs> I,
2: I try some other calls with them. It just doesn't work. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm cutting the hog squeal out of my repertoire. Yeah.
3: Probably a good idea.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the hog squeal is going to stay in a box.
1: I don't even want you doing it here.
2: <laughs>
1: so I got He might come out of the woodwork. <laughs> yeah.
0: So when you did the hog squeal, did you think in your mind in the Like while you were doing it, that this is probably not a good idea. No, I honestly I've done
2: it before, and it's like they all just bust up. And
3: but you know he was coming. I I, think the thing was he was he was angry. Yeah, he was not in a good mood. That salad just turned him down. Yeah, he wanted to get a piece, and she had turned him down. That's right. He he showed her, gave her what for, (laughs) and then. Oh, yeah. Josh decided to challenge him, and that was just it. And I think I honestly
2: you know, that thing had turned. And in the video before, Greg says, "Oh, I'm shutting her down." Can we show the can and we show and, the video earlier? Quits, we
3: could probably put it on top yeah, of this,
2: yeah. Can yeah. we? And you know that that hog's coming towards us. And then when I, I was like, <laughs> "Dude, that thing!" I was like, oh, man, I'm thinking I messed up, man. The hair on his back stood up, and I was like, oh,
3: God. It was at that moment he knew. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. I was thinking, oh, heck. I said, we got to go, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Time's up. Yeah. And then afterwards, I think we were talking in the truck, and I said, Josh, why didn't we just let those pigs have their hillside? We could have just backed. There's plenty of hillsides we could have called into another holler would have been fine nope oh nope. well you live and you learn yeah that's just Or me. do you <laughs> apparently not <laughs> according to josh's mother he doesn't learn she yeah. came in the other day and she was just she was just listing off the surgeries shoulder shoulder knee 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 ankle femur just a laundry yeah. list of big major injuries
1: yeah i'm going to find some new friends i think well, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. He's
3: hurt. His
0: wife's hurt. His son went through the same thing a year yeah, ago.
2: Uh, four days a year, four days to date from when I tore my ACL on Thursday, my son tore his ACL the last day of turkey season last year. And what? And what happened and a, there? Because a it's rac- a similar story. Yeah, and a raccoon. <laughs> this is no. This is no lie. A raccoon got after him, and scared him it, you know it was right there at the gray i mean i had a turkey goblin because i you know, he's I, 11 years yeah, old. yeah he's 11 years old at yeah. the time and i i heard a bird gobbling brody just sitting there i said hey i said listen did you hear that oh no i didn't listen and so i went over here to hoot again and i'm over there and then all of a sudden he comes from, i mean he starts squalling no 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 <laughs> And that like kid runs over to me, and he's running to me, and, and man, he just hits the deck. And I I go over, and I could tell that, like, you know, you, when, you, when you hear your child, like, you know, when you have a kid, you know if they're scared yeah. Oh, yeah. by their sound. Yeah. Like, I knew he was terrified, but I didn't know what was happening. And, dude, I went over in, like, one big swoop. I grabbed his arm and jerked his butt up, and I said, what is wrong with you? He said, a raccoon. I said, a raccoon? I said, you scared every damn bird off in this county just now. I said, what's up? And he's like, oh. And I looked and that raccoon is right there, like six feet behind Brody he's sitting there going, half, half, half. and I'm like, Jesus. And I went over and tried to kick him in his head and he ran up a tree. And so Brody's sitting there, you know, he's holding his knee. And I was like, well, come on, let's go over the ridge. And so Brody's dragging his leg, and I'm like, "What are you doing, dude? Let's go!" <laughs> you know, we got turkey hunting to do. Negative. Brody's Negative. A beast. Yeah, he's a beast. Oh no, he to is. Handle that. Yeah, I mean, and like he, you know, he he was sucking it up, and I ended up took us about two hours to get him off the mountain, and uh, he tore his ACL. You know,
1: apple didn't far too fall too far from the yeah. Tree. I mean, yes. it's it's
2: my my wife fell uh, while I was turkey hunting she had just had hip surgery you know back in february and she was recovering from it and you can't make your stuff up Well I, no.
0: I hope this stuff isn't contagious because I, I, I mean like you I'm can't make it up
2: and, and i'm in virginia turkey hunting and she calls me and she's like hey i've got to go to the hospital and i was like hey what's wrong she's like i fell and i think i've broke my hand i was like man okay i said oh you need me to come on home because i was only like three hours away uh, she's like, no, just you do your thing. It's okay. I think it just broke bone. I'll just go to the hospital. I was like, okay. I, and I told her after she went to the hospital, she had, you know, a broken hand. I was like, you know, I think I'm fortunate that I was out of state when this happened. I said, because I, I think that we've had so many injuries in the past four years between Brody and I and, and Stacy that they would start to think that I'm <laughs> causing these these injuries yeah you know what i mean like i started i said i'm so glad that i was out of state when you fell and broke your hand because i think people would start thinking like that i'm hurting (laughs) y'all you know my son he had his acl done and like five six months into it doctor released him to ride his bicycle right so brody's like stoked he gets to ride his bicycle his mountain bike he rode his mountain bike he wants to be hot shit, and jump curbs and stuff. Snaps his arm the first evening he gets on his bicycle. Has a cast from his hand to his shoulder because he snaps his arm, breaks his arm while doing physical therapy for his his ACL. This is this is the, I mean you can't make it up. This is real life stuff. It's a wild wild west
1: out here, it's baby. The, it's in the water.
2: It's- <laughs> oh well, you better not drink none of it then. No, I'm drink bottles. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like
1: Mexico. It's it's much yeah. Safer, you know? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I mean it, but I mean it is
1: what it is. I mean, yeah. I like, don't know. So I guess I guess, I guess after, after this, we'll have dinner. And we'll just sit in our chairs. Just nobody moves. Nobody. Move. I'm gonna put my helmet on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, it's been. I mean it, but. It is what it is. I mean, there,
1: there is no strain of COVID could possibly hurt you guys, <laughs> dude. I said that since it came around. <laughs> okay. I don't worry. know. <laughs> I don't oh, know, man. But, anyways, it was a uh, it was a good day at the tethered uh, teaching teach train, train tour yep. out, over there at the what what's the name of those? I worked the to Huntington Archery Club. Huntington Archery Club down in Milton, West Virginia. And yeah, it was Had a pretty time. good
3: turnout. Yeah. 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 Very hospitable folks yeah. at the Archery Club. Man, yeah. those guys were so nice and accommodating and helpful. It was very – I'm very thankful that they let us host the event there and for to Josh and his crew that put it on. So it's a lot of work to put those on. So I'm super pumped that we were able to do it. I We're definitely coming back, too. I I enjoy it here. I like spending time with Josh and his crew.
2: Oh, we like having Greg here. He's easy to beat up on. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm yeah yeah of course, he gives me a lot of shit too <laughs>
1: yeah, It sure it's, does it's a it's definitely an eventful
2: no eventful i mean it's, it has it's been a great time i mean they came down turkey hunted for a couple of days of course the birds have i don't know what everybody's what turkey season's been for everybody but it's been good here and then like the last yeah, it's five six days here in west virginia it's just, quiet.
1: like quiet people no you're wrong Oh, no, I know That guy, I, That, that guy, J- Josh is over there. He's like, yeah, turkeys haven't been gobbling. This guy's under his breath. He's like, they're, they're gobbling. <laughs> like, Josh like, yeah, I haven't heard any in five or six days. And they're gobbling.
2: <laughs> and Bo was the only one that heard him. Because like, I'm 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 thinking,
1: seeing him laughing. And Josh like, well, we've killed umpteen know, birds this year. Yeah, they, they stopped gobbling in our area. He's like, they're gobbling. <laughs> He's like, well,
2: I was in the mountains this morning. They're still gobbling. I was like, hey. They might be where you were at, but I'm just telling you where we
3: hunt. They've all but quit. There was now no God.
1: Even when you fell, your hearing went out.
3: Yeah, yeah. And the well, one- me and Jared hunted the next day at a little, little further north, about an hour north of here, and we didn't hear a single bird either. Really? And it was on it was on private land that hadn't been messed with, so like untouched birds. So we only stayed
0: out till like seven thirty because Greg was wanting breakfast. Like, Greg started like, thinking about pancakes. I was like Greg. Greg, we've got to stay out at least until 9 o'clock. But he was like, no, I'm ready for breakfast, so let's go. I was like, yeah. all right. I mean, he's my boss. I can't argue with now,
3: him. You know, the, you know the true story? I was like, Jared, it's about 8 o'clock. I could sure use a pancake. And Jared goes, me too. Let's go.
1: And I was like, all right, <laughs> <fine."> <laughs> Twist my arm. I've had a really stressful week. Yeah. <laughs>
3: no, we were tired and... Yeah, we didn't, we didn't hunt that hard that day. No. We but, pretty, no and
1: there's nothing wrong with that. It's just well, fun.
3: Well, so we're pulling up, and Jared said, you know, he's telling me the history of this, this piece, uh, him and our good buddy Grant. They've hunted this, it's Grant's family land, and they know it very well, and they've heard, you know, a billion gobblers on there, and they've killed a whole bunch of them, and they know where they roost, and so... We were up there, obviously, before daylight, and Jared's like, you know, in the past, they're always gobbling on this ridge. You know, a a dog will sound off down in the holler, one holler over, and there'll be 15 birds just fire off on the hill. Well, we, I mean, an hour after daylight, and we had not heard a single bird. So, either they weren't there, or they just shut up.
2: Yeah, and if if you're turkey hunting in West Virginia, and I'm sure they have a page in Pennsylvania, wherever you're hunting, but you... There's a Facebook page, West Virginia Turkey Hunters, <clears throat> and you can get on there in the morning if you have service, and there'll be somebody on there every morning says, what are y'all hearing? Mm-hmm. And so all the turkey hunters from around the state, they'll say, nothing here, and they'll put like, dash Logan, or hearing some over here, dash Putnam County, and they put the county where they're hearing them, and <clears throat> I've, I check it pretty often. I don't know if I check it daily, but I check it pretty often, and the birds that everybody's hearing now are all in the northern panhandle or the eastern panhandle, higher, of the state, elevation. higher elevation, big mountains. They're still gobbling a little bit up there, but they're not doing a lot down here. Everybody's saying I they don't know split if south. You're
1: right, that guy's here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're gobbling well, some. I mean, it's, and obviously, <laughs> Bo, I would tell you the same thing. We're hunting in two different areas, and I'm not hearing them, and you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hearing of view. Yeah, good. <laughs> but hey, that guy was pretty adamant. It was like, oh, they're goblin.
0: I mean, I, I did, saw his face. He yeah. was like, oh, they're goblin. <laughs> I mean, I did get a shot at one, so I can't say much. I should have tagged out. I killed one the first day of season, and I've hunted a lot since then. It's been pretty tough, but the ones that me and Kirk got on, we just happened to be driving and just spotted them walking up the road. Yeah, there was two big long beards, and we parked the truck and got out and took off after him and got a shot and we got it all on video. And I don't know what happened. That Turkey must've said his prayers or something that morning. Cause you can see the pattern of that shotgun just go right over his head. And he just you flies
2: off. Kirk cut it down frame by frame and you can see feathers come off. I mean, this is TSS. And I mean, that bird, a,
0: that bird, dense pattern pitches with the other one. Yeah, it just flies off. <laughs>
3: It's crazy. Really? Said, i see
2: you next to <laughs> here. la vista,
1: Jared.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to trip you next time. Yeah. He's going yeah, to exactly. be getting on a bird, and he's going to kick you. Yep. Push you over the hill. That's the kind of guy Josh is. ha. <laughs> Class act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Sons of guns. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, I'm pretty sure the camera SD card's about to run out in the next five minutes, so it I think we're gonna already. have to wrap this one up. Oh, so, oh, yeah, we're over an hour. Yeah, I think there was an hour and 19 minutes on that. I oh, think it
0: was 103 minutes. So, oh, we're good. Yeah, yeah we're, so we're, it's,
2: it's yeah, we're,
1: we're about probably.
0: Ready.
2: Cut out the last five minutes on the video. We'll just end on some random note on the video. That's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: yeah, how we that's, that's how, how we roll. Yep. So, anyways, uh, Greg, do you want to give uh, some more information on Tethered in the Teaching Train tour?
3: Yeah, it's it's coming down to the end. We have a few more events that are happening around the country. I think we're in Michigan. Uh, we're and that's in the end of June. Um, we're coming to see you guys in, uh, in Philly at the total or not in Philly, but in seven Springs Pittsburgh. PA yep. at I'll the probably total.
1: release that this week. So okay. well, as people are listening to it this weekend, total archery challenge
3: it. in Philly, we'll be there. Bo no, will be there. Pittsburgh.
1: Seven. Springs. I keep saying that
3: seven Springs. <laughs> he
1: doesn't know. Anything. <laughs> I don't
3: know anything. Philly about was PA. last weekend. Yeah. We already that. had that one, but Bo's going to be there with us. Yep. You'll be there in the booth with us and we'll be shooting. I won't be there. I've got a, a conflict i can't be there but uh then we got one in michigan and i don't know if there's any more i can't think off top i can't think right now off the top of my head but uh if if you're interested in learning about saddle hunting and you want to get you know see touch and feel this stuff is super important because it's expensive it's an investment and i don't care if you're looking at tethered gear or some other saddle hunting gear i mean it's it's expensive right so and you can't just walk into cabela's or the walmart sporting goods section and 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 try it. So th- that's why we do these events, is because you can actually get in a tree and have you know Jared or Carl or somebody there that has done this before and can kind of walk you through it and take some of that fear out of it, some of the anxiety of man, do I really want to invest in this type of system without ever having to try it? So that's why we do it. Is it? It just it just helps hunters. Yeah. And so we have them all over the country. Uh, they're not all run by us. Some of them are just dudes. Like we have a lot of of these events where they're just dudes they're like hey we love saddle hunting we love tethered we want to introduce it to our community and our buddies so we send them a whole bunch of test gear and a whole bunch of stuff to give away and they have the event and they're kind of all over the country and if you want to go there's a list on our website you can check it out but it's really not about making money it's really not about yeah. doing that it's just about helping people out
1: yeah and you have a, you have a really good chance of winning gear yeah. yeah giving out a bunch of stuff and I think the one guy at Philly last week, he won, like, three different things. His dad kept getting pulled, and... um and like you, you can win, you know, you can win stuff, you get stuff at a discounted rate. And the biggest thing, like you said, is the educational piece of That's it. That's number one. And being able to learn from those that have been doing it for years and be able to understand that. I mean, I, I learned a Put bunch of the last don't. two events, and I've been saddle hunting for the last couple of years. Yeah. And I just learned. And then, you know, in addition to that, your guys' YouTube channel, your personal one, G2 Outdoorsman, you can learn a lot on there. Jared's got a ton of stuff. What's your YouTube channel called? Hunt Apple on Appalachia, or as I call it, uh, Appalachia. Appalachia, yeah.
3: <laughs> I used to call it Appalachia, and then then all the West Virginians made fun of me, so I started calling it Appalachia. Yeah, no, I gotta
1: I gotta work on that.
3: We got our own
2: dialect up here. You got something. And the bad going thing on.
0: is, is us <laughs> Northern West Virginians, we talk different than what these Southern West Virginians do. But if you hang out with them for a couple days, I start talking
3: like yeah, they're cowboys down here. <laughs> I've noticed that. It is different. You guys, you're only a couple hours apart and you do. But if I'm around him, I start talking like him because
0: in my mind, like he can't understand any other
1: dialect. (laughs) That's so true.
0: So I have to blend it. Yeah, I have to talk like he does.
1: Yeah, that's right.
3: <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> it is good though that we all hunt good together. They, I mean, we've had a good time. Yeah,
1: the last, and then last couple yeah. years. Then obviously, and I had Kirk on the podcast recently, and I plan on having you guys on again to talk about hound hunting and everything. But the Untamed YouTube, yeah, go check us out on YouTube at the Untamed.
2: Find us on Instagram. And, um, I think it's the untamed hunt on, on Facebook. Cause someone's got the somebody untamed. got our, yeah, some stripper or something got it. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So check us out, go subscribe, like some stuff,
3: follow us. And- now, if you're hearing the audio version of this, if you're listening to, to, I don't know where we're going to release this, but wherever we release it, uh, if, can we put this on YouTube and show all these clips yeah, yeah too. Sure. like all this like the oh, that's cat, what we'll do so yeah. the cat jumping out we'll def- probably put that's it on, definitely
2: what we're going to do with we'll that we'll put that
3: on the unteamed de- team so we'll put it channel. we'll probably and put it on, it on your own channel yeah, yeah, and yeah just go wherever and put it on your yeah. channel and all yep. that stuff so people can watch yeah, it. yeah i mean and we'll put the cat video the cat and the hog video yeah. put the hog and the video put jared's kill shot from that big ohio i we talked about
2: and that's what it's all about i mean you got a diverse group right here that all walks of life and all walks of the outdoors and sitting here laughing and yep. having a good time. And I told you before that's the main thing. What it? it is. Is to laugh. I mean yep. it's, it's,
1: it's uh, you said to me on the way here some words of wisdom. You're like if you want to find bad news, you can find that anywhere. We gotta create the the that, happiness. You that's know right. you go. laughing That's exactly right. And that's you, you find you I haven't <laughs> stopped laughing since I've been here.
2: Well you <laughs> can't I mean seriously you think about it. You find bad at every turn that you make that's around right. every corner. So we got to make good and we got to laugh. Especially on social it, media. Yeah, you know, you
3: get on there and it's just Debbie Downers yeah. constantly.
2: And that's why I end up with torn ACLs and <laughs> broken bones and everything, because I like to live life at the maximum speed. 155 right here. Whatever it is. <laughs> I want to go as hard as I can. Just so, send it. That's his motto. Bo, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And, yeah, yeah. And, Thanks, make, and making the trip down yep. to yep.
2: support the event and support us and Tethered. And I appreciate that.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Let's let's eat some food here shortly. Yeah, let's episode. do it, Luke. I'm in. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Thanks so much for listening to
0: this
2: episode of East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit eastmeetswesthunt.com, Facebook at East Meets West Outdoors, and Instagram at East Meets West Hunt. If you enjoyed today's episode, please review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time.